0: Welcome to the Podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Claire Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 11 of the podcast, and in today's episode, we're going to discuss all the things that frustrate us with the health and fitness industry, if I'm putting it politely. <laughs> um, but I guess, yeah, gents, first of all, how are you all doing? Andy's still in the Good. UK, digesting his chocolate challenge yeah. that he did uh, for his birthday. <laughs> Breaking most
1: of it. Yeah, I was very mini cutting this week but with a birthday it's like start again next week um it's not a bit deal. um yeah because um, i'm going away this weekend so oh from tonight this evening so yeah so should we get...
0: well yeah that that yeah that's difficult when it's sort of birthday week trying to do your your cut and everything so i think yeah better better to, better to do that uh, uh later um yeah and here we, we are all we're all good i've actually just been to see a functional medicine practitioner which has been interesting um and yeah i will be getting a treatment plan from them next week where i'll yeah i think tell people more whether i'd recommend them or not kind of based off of that but so far it's been a yeah positive experience um yeah Interesting. Interesting. And yeah. What about you? Well, I, I know your news, but no one else does. What news? I don't
2: know. No, I'm confused. No, no, no. I'm, I'm all right. Just uh, training, um, new group coaching program. Um, yeah, u- usual work. Uh, I say work, training, gaming. Yeah. Uh, making the best of each day, just, just being in a mentally sound and like nice space. So I can't, can't really complain. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. What yeah. more could you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Andy, why don't you kick us off? What's your biggest frustration?
1: <laughs> oh, there's just so many. Um, I know. <laughs> you know. it is, there's just so many. It's like, I don't know. Um, Obviously... I can look through social media at any one point and see things that annoy me. You know, I always talk about one of the things that tends to annoy me now is, and I've spoken about this before, is how virtual sig- virtual signaling for um natural, natural body movement. Uh, you know, as in, you know, women bear showing their bloated stomachs, going, ah, oh, look how bloated I am, or, I'm the same as you, usually, women that are, they say, you know, fitness models, or, bin models, or, you know, and they're like, oh, the have got stretch marks, or oh, I've got like, you know, cellulite, or whatever it may be, and it's, But well, whilst it's good to see that, but a lot of these women are just doing it for likes and follows, which is something that annoys me, and it's not, they're trying to show that they're just normal like everyone else when in fact they're still at a much higher level and potentially genetic level than a lot of women so a lot of women are like oh but my starting point a lot worse than that and actually can lead to feeling a lot worse about because if you think that's considered normal what am I then? I'm yeah. not normal. <laughs> so I'm worse than that so, so I don't you know I always say yeah people should yeah, embrace their bodies but when you're using it to just attract likes and follows
0: it sort of twists it out of what it shouldn't be yeah no that it, it is it is so annoying like i like i do quite like it to show people like the power of posing i think that's interesting mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah like you say like if, if someone who's you know naturally very slender you know it's a little bit bloated and it's like oh my gosh look at me look how bloated I am I'm just like you it's like seriously yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: and it's yeah like you say it's I think it can make people feel a lot worse and it's some and it's I mean ironically it's just bringing more attention to how not normal that has become you know and it's something that should just be you know that is normal, yeah, rather than all yeah. this attention being, you know, brought brought upon it, to normalise it. For
1: that.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you on that one, and I don't know, what about you Leon, what's your... Well,
2: there's many, you know, Yeah, well, for, yeah, yeah, right now, I guess the one I can think about is just what I talked about last week, where... This is more for bodybuilding competitors or anyone who wants to sort of change body composition. And uh, it's where you assume coaches are magic and just lack of understanding how things work and that where it's like, yeah, I'm starting prep tomorrow. I, I want you to coach me. And uh, I I I personally hate that. I, I don't like when... Uh, a lot of the competitors or guys who want to be competitive bodybuilders do that it's, it's it it uh, it makes me think that just guys don't respect the craft or understand what goes into it and assume it's like a oh i'm just going to trans- yeah like transform me in 12 weeks to look like you know so Right now, f- the first thing I can think about is that one, and I, I absolutely mean, I, I hate that. That
1: ties into something I think about, which is the four times table. People are obsessed with the four times table of fitness. Four weeks, oh, eight yeah. weeks, 12 weeks. You know, we want everything done in those time periods, because it's nice and simple. But, you know, especially in bodybuilding circles. It's like, oh yeah, 12 week prep. Yeah, eight weeks, four week prep. You know, oh, 16 week prep. Well, alright, 20 you know, the re- reality is, and people really have to understand it, the longer you take to prep, the better it is for your body. But on the flip side there, the longer you'll need to be in a surplus after, yeah. you know, and actually build some muscle. So, you know, it, people just have an obsession with numbers and rushing prep. And rushing prep is a classic thing you know, yeah. I see in India you know, a lot. And it used to be with case in the UK. You know. Oh, 16 weeks, start prep. Like, you know, the reality is more and more people are taking longer to prep nowadays. And there's probably a need to get that education out there, but, you know, it's better to do it slightly longer. We don't want this to be rushing prep. And people are like, oh, yeah, 16 weeks, to will start the prep, or 12 weeks, to start the prep. And especially for the women, yeah. 12 weeks is a short period of time.
2: And yeah, it's crazy because everyone, it's its interesting, no one comes to you, it's, I guess numbers uh, play a big part, but <laughs> no one ever comes to you, well, for me, I've never got anyone coming to me at odd numbers like five weeks, seven, it's like, I, it's always uh, 16, 12, you know, eight, it's like, I wanted to come to you last week, but I came to you when I'm eight.
1: Exactly. I never come to you at nine weeks, you go, oh yeah, yeah it's nine weeks of what i come to you,
2: yeah. but <laughs> so well, it's...
1: it wouldn't help, you know, to start even earlier, but a week ago would have be been better than
2: today. Yeah, I I think that's a better opinion, like the obsession with the numbers, the eight, I guess it's 12,
1: It is 16,
0: the four times table, that's really yeah, funny. It, it
2: is. It's
1: so true. not <laughs> like,
2: and that, I guess, that obsession also goes into lifestyle, because a lot of people come to you with that. Oh, can you get me here in twelve weeks? Or I want to do this in eight. Oh, I have a wedding or uh, want to go to the beach in four weeks. There's always there's always a number. It's never. I'd like you know like yeah. I know it's late. I just can you just get me feeling looking nice on the beach in October. There's always. I waited for this time to come to you so I can get ready for the beach. It's,
1: <laughs> like, it's like, interesting. Is that what is annoying in fact that it takes away from what is an important process of building habits. Yeah. And take competing habits. This is like a general population. When people try and rush through like a four week, eight week, whatever it may be, bikini diet just to get ready for a beach or whatever, yeah. <laughs> beach bombs ready, because that's what we've been drummed into. What we fail failed to realise is, yeah, you can starve yourself for four weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, and you'll beat the Thomas scales and you'll have a bit more confidence because you think the number's lost. The reality is, you probably won't look fast and different and you definitely won't feel better for it. But if you just spend the next year or you know, at least six months you can actually work on building habits and confidence slowly, which will be mean, way more lasting and then that weight just won't pour on. Yeah. You know, and then your confidence won't take a knock. You know, so that sort of, yeah, you know, it's a short-sighted, you know, approach that, you know, is what keeps people yo-yo dieting. People don't realise as if you actually looked at it a bit longer. Okay, I plan to go on holiday in 20, you know, 2023, but well, I should probably start in 2022 working on how to be my best.
2: Yeah.
1: Or not even being obsessed with your body so much, but just being my best person, you know? And by the time you get to that, you'll feel a lot more comfortable about how you are. And, you know, wear well,
0: what you want. It's, it's, I mean, how funny is it though? Like, imagine you telling someone, yeah, are you ready for 2023? Like, start now. People are like, ah. Eh? Um, uh, I was with a, I was talking with a client yesterday, and it was just, it was so wonderful. Like, she's like, here, I need six months to a year with you. I was like, that's amazing. Like, because literally the first three months is building those foundations that you were talking about, Andy. Just those habits. Like, it takes that long. Um, and, you know, and I told her, I was like, that's amazing. Because, you know, now we can really you know, think long term, because often to get to the body that you want, you've got to do two or even three fat loss phases with maintenance in between. If you want to do it, you know, sustainably and keep that fat off, you know, f- forever, if you do it properly, like, do it properly the first time, rather than these kind of, you know, like we just the said, numbers. these, uh, the four yeah, times the, f- or the four times <laughs> table numbers, you know, that will, you know, maybe give you short term results, but you know, that are not gonna last. Yeah. <laughs> um, And it's, it's like that 75 hard challenge. That one really gets me.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Challenges, actually. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but the,
0: that 75 hard, like, I find it, I find it quite disturbing. Mm. It's so brutal. And, like, it teaches such an all-or-nothing mindset. It's like, oh, if you miss a date, it's like snakes and ladders. Like, go back yeah, down that ladder and start again. <laughs> I mean, I like some aspects of it, like, you know, reading the book or... But just the whole ethos, I find it really.
2: Yeah, there's there's, there's too much punishment. Like, yeah, pa-
0: it's all. You
2: missed a day. Start again. Well, what's
0: the
1: point, though, isn't it? It's like what I was saying. I started my mini cut, and then it's my birthday. I was like, so, oh, skip first week. You know, because I don't have a really time I don't have any time scales here. Like most people in their life actually don't yeah. have which true time, aren't pressed for a time scale. It doesn't matter if you slip up once. As long as you get back to it, you can make that time back
2: up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 one thing many I guess yeah, same. I I don't like it because it's like you're on day seventy and then you mess up, it's like
0: yeah. It's like that all counted for nothing. Yeah. Like, so it's no, just not it true. It do, doesn't
2: build a good mindset for a lot of people. For
0: sustainability <laughs> at all.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah. But I, I personally don't like a lot of um Instagram challenges, to be honest. I, I, I've i gotten a lot in my inbox where guys are like, yeah, you guys should do this challenge. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to be that coach who's doing challenges. Well, even and, when
0: we were first starting online, like yeah. the thing was to do a challenge. And we were like, we don't want to call it that. You know, no. <laughs> it's, it, what did we call it? Kickstart. <laughs> but yeah, it was it, like. You know, it was just that, yeah, that kind of thing where it's, I don't know, again, people, I think, get so... I mean, everyone is different, but some I think some of them are run well. Yeah, yeah, um, some are good. For it's, sure. But it can be like that 75 hard. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not fostering that long-term mindset of trying to get, you know, your fitness and nutrition to fit into your lifestyle. Yeah. You know. That's
1: a big... You're not learning anything from the challenge. you yeah. for how to, you know, force yourself to do things. And mean it's obviously some benefit to being putting yourself out of your comfort zone.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: But again, as you said, you're not actually learning anything. So most of the time you're just trying to get from point A to point B, quickest time possible, get it achieved, go, ooh, achieve it. It's like running a race, you, know, you just want to get from point A to point B. Yeah. How what stride patterns do you use most of the time, yeah, you even think about it unless you're yeah. top top level athlete. So yeah, it's the same with challenges. You're not actually learning anything. And that's why people go from challenge to challenge. Because yeah. actually, in the in-between part, they've learned nothing. And it's not like, oh yeah, it's a challenge, like a tough mother or some sort of event. It's something that, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll achieve it, but then then what? You yeah. just stop after that. Yeah. And that's what happens. And that's exactly what yeah. happens. You just reach the end of the cliff, and you just fall off.
2: Yeah. Because I, I, I do feel there's, a lot of which is also where sort of the algorithm just makes and dilutes a lot of good coaches content because you will find it's nice but just the fact you see challenge i'm, I'm always like you know what no, i'm not and i guess it's a way of trying because you're playing with the mindset everyone loves a challenge like oh 20-day challenge you know I'll, it's better than I saw Andy doing a program and he says minimum six months it's like <laughs> I'm going to go for the 20 yeah. so you call it challenge but it could be a good thing just it's, it's, I don't know maybe it's the word challenge or how what it's challenge represents online it really yeah. like you could do a challenge
1: you say this is your challenge you've got to learn all these habits in this period of time and it's going to be 12 weeks and this is what I want you to do week one track your food I know.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna add a bit more protein. Yeah, you can cheese it. You get a medal. Or you can, you know, just do that, and you know, that could, could work.
1: yeah, you know, but it's not gonna be short, short and sharp, is
2: it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. joined
0: my six-month challenge.
2: Cause, yeah, because I guess maybe maybe we don't call it that, but I feel like every time you do a check-in, there's a quote-unquote challenge that you give your client. You know, like oh yeah, we did this this week. So this week. Add a five kilo to this lift. That's like challenge of the week, but it's—I guess it's positive and it's not marketed out there in a way like you're trying to get as many people to do this thing that you know they wouldn't learn anything or work. And challenges are good. It's just I'm—I'm I'm not into the whole. Seventy-five days, but, there, 15 but so days. many
0: of them are just all based on weight loss. Mm-hmm. And it's not yes, yes, that's, it's not on anything else. Like fine. some of them are on, you know, building muscle, but most of them it's like serious fat loss challenges. You know, with the before and after pictures, and that's how it's just aggressively marketed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, like you say, you don't learn anything. I mean, the only good challenges I've seen are like Mark Carroll does some, mm. and and he's a massive on on education. Which is really good, um, but again, it is. It is. That's just it's marketing. Yeah. It all boils down to the marketing. People love, you know, that those kinds of things. Um, yeah.
2: got the Reebon Fitness Challenge, Gosh. and then underneath it's like, aha, gotcha. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sign
2: up for coaching. But yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. If you're not learning, yeah. What's the point
1: of doing so? Yeah, because. Yeah, you know, it's it's not gonna benefit you long term. A lot of these challenges, yeah, you it know, cost you money. Yeah.
0: And, you know,
1: it's not and what are you actually coming away with it yet? Yeah. I know and that leads me on to another thing that's, that to I annoy mean. Coaches offering prizes.
0: Oh my good one, Andy. Uh, yes. I look at that guy, he's <laughs>
1: like, join my twelve week shred thing, um you can win a holiday twice beef yeah <laughs> why so I'm like uh, what what
0: <laughs> like
1: yeah it's like yeah I get shame for me but I'll buy you a holiday for me and that's what <laughs> yeah it's great big competition it's always good but let's just be realistic it's like what you know if you are only motivated to get fit for prize then you'll probably fail as soon as it gets hard
0: and it's just, yeah, it's rewarding, again, it's a rewarding, you know, falling into diet culture, because it's always based yeah. on, like, the most impressive transformation, I mean, what if I did a challenge, and I didn't lose any weight, but I, you know, mentally, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever, I'm not going to win the trip to Ibiza. Well, here's the thing, it's like, when
1: you're dealing with body <laughs> recomposition, Yeah, you know, this is the thing, how do you measure any of it, like, yeah, I yeah, have lots of clients where the scale barely moves but yeah. we a better better week, you're like, well, you know, <laughs> is it just a number on the page? Is it, you
0: know, are we going to put the photos up in their stories? Everyone's got a pic, like some sort of catalog shit. Yeah. It I'm is. Sure, yeah. It really I is. I wouldn't
2: so, be surprised.
0: <laughs> I know, I, I find that so disturbing. Like, that's not the reason that you should go into it, and it shouldn't be something that you're awarding, yeah, those kind of prizes to. Um, <laughs> yeah I know that's a really good one I think my my okay. biggest one is unqualified coaches you know oh, yeah. we have spent so much money getting qualified you know in mentorship in everything and then you get someone who just loses weight you know and and creates a following and starts their own methodology that really gets my goat and, and it falls into all of the things we've talked about like then they sell challenges and that kind of thing and it Roll also arounds. becomes like a cult and you're like and it is so seductive when you read the marketing but you're like this person is not even qualified and just because it worked for them it doesn't mean that it's going to work for everyone else and I, I don't know it's just I don't know if it's just human nature to fall for these things or to always want the quick road rather than, you know, signing up with, you know, a good coach yeah. who's qualified, um, you know, and has told you from the get-go, you know, this is, you know, it might be a long road, um, yeah, but I, people don't want that.
2: I always say it's just lack, lack of respect for the for the... For the craft, for the industry, for the guys who actually do it to help
1: people.
2: Yeah, it's it 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 really pisses me off. It's like I don't know who said it. I don't know if it's uh, Dr. Lane Norton or Mike Risertel. It's like I I don't go around telling people you know oh you have a headache here's a uh, what do you call it? a painkiller and now I'm calling myself a doctor. That's that's Perfect. not how it works. So it's. It's sad that the fitness industry is that way. It's like, ah, oh, I'm a mechanic, but you know, I'm jacked, so I decided to sell. I'm the
0: Jack Mechanic.
2: <laughs> it's like
0: do my nah. 20-day challenge. Yeah, it's just,
2: it's, it's just. Do fit
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just we ass. weren't trying to drop names there. No, but I'm dropping names. Yeah, it's is, thing. Mm, Yes, well done. You
2: know, you got lost right. And this is the other thing that annoys
0: me: anyone who's
1: coaching. If you know I'm coaching wait until you get sued. And this is true with especially prep coaches
2: internationally.
1: Mm. It may seem to think they're not regulating the same as personal trainers. And there is some of that because the online space is not in the gym. In the gym, it's easier to manage. But online, it's different. I mean, I've always said this, it's like prep coaches saying, oh, we should get regulated. There should be consultations or something. i mean, unlike there is it's called being a personal trainer. You should have that as your
0: minimum.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The... As your bottom line qualification, then
1: everything else should be above that, like you know, any courses you do, you know, you want to do John Druid University, great, stick in there. But reality is, that should be the most basic. If you are coaching people at all, and you don't have your your level three P T qualification, then you shouldn't be doing it
2: to the third. Yeah, I think it's you. You need the basic, surely, because it's like we say. You 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 learn so much more on the on the job, dealing with different clients, and then this. It's I think it's yeah. The basic qualification is more also to just protect you first and foremost, and then give you a bit of knowledge so you have a foundation and. I don't know what made people think foundation is them transforming themselves. That's 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 not You
0: can I mean I I don't wanna say anyone can transform themselves but they can but it's yeah. your ability as a coach is to look at the person as an mm-hmm. individual and not be blindsided by what worked for you. Because everyone is so so different. Um and it's it's just it's just so frustrating, you know, when you're you know, you're doing your best trying to put out quality content but so-and-so who's jacked, you know, takes his shirt off and, you know, That's has a hundred million, movies. you know, followers, you're just like, wow, we've oh. got such a long way to go and it's just so hard to, it's just so yeah. hard to fight against those kind of people. Yeah,
1: so yeah, and it is the thing, it's like, you know, social media is amazing, but also it's terrible, so it gives a platform to a lot of people, you don't have a clue. Uh, and I've seen it, you know, I know people, that I've coached who give people advice. Like, hmm. most of my can't speak up, they just know it, they don't to me. Yeah. Questions or, you know, it's like, I always say, be cautious about giving advice yep. in the gym. It all goes on to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you see someone doing something wrong in the gym, you tell them they're doing it wrong, but don't show out unless they did it right. You know, as in, just tell them not to do it. Just go speak to a trainer and let that be their responsibility
2: yes yeah, yeah moment someone gets injured, that's
1: when everything comes undone. You know, stop someone from doing something dangerous, but unless you're qualified, don't actually try to teach about how to do things properly. Uh, because, you know, that's the big thing. It's like, i want to talk about consistency. Consistency only works if you're doing the right things consistently. Consistency can be your worst enemy when you do the wrong things. <laughs> now, this is what happens when you get a coach who doesn't know what he's doing. You will build consistently doing the wrong things. And that will lead to acute injuries, it will lead to you going know, completely down the wrong road for a long time, and learning a lot of bad habits, being a nightmare to undo. So, you know, it's get good information from the get go.
2: Yeah. Because now, because now you have to, when you get a good coach, you realize you spend so much time on learning. It's like. Mm-hmm. Is it, you before we you can even start learning again. You're unlearning all the bad patterns and creating new better patterns. You know, both training and habits. And then it, it you realize, oh, you could have probably been wasting a lot of time and money just doing the wrong wrong stuff.
0: Well, it's it is so much money. Like the the challenges that some of these people do. And remember the when we were talking about the metabolic balance diet. Oh yeah, bad,
2: bad. these are
0: more expensive, I would say, than our coaching, which is bespoke. Um, you know, and these these are often group challenges. You know, that make it sound all sexy. That you know, they're gonna, you know, make it you know, sort of tailored to you. But it's it's not. And it's it's you know, when 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 clients come, they're like, oh, you're too expensive. I'm like, but you're ready to fork out. Thousand plus dollars on, oh. you know, on this sexy sounding diet or this kind of sexy sounding challenge.
2: And after, <laughs> and after you've paid, there's you no know, check-ins ever. It's you know, it's it's like you're on your own. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah, and the thing it's
1: like, people are making a lot of money off people taking advantage of people. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, and I don't understand. Yeah, I even feel bad when clients don't check in, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't speak to them for a couple of weeks because for whatever reason, they call it, to, you know, we've fallen off and they not want to tell you. Yeah. I feel like I'm not helping them enough when I'm mm-hmm. not, not speaking to them. So, yeah. You know, let alone when you're giving completely tough information. But, you know, there's this ball. It is this like fine line of the fitness industry between science mm-hmm. and experience. Yeah. You know, Science is great, you know. So is experience, but yep. the best is where you can marry the experience
2: and the science.
1: And the science, you know, I had a dream last night.
2: Yeah.
1: I was training with Jordan Peters; it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a joke. When we, when we had some, did something JJ. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're the best. So dreams. Really. But like, you know, he's someone who can marry that experience, yes. from science, yes, yes, may yes. well because you know he's lived the life. Studied, he's got his masters, you know, he understands science and he brings the two together. Yeah, and there's a lot of people like Israel saying, say, you know, there's guys out there, you know, Lane Norton, you know, guys who do science and experience. So yeah. you don't have to be one side or the other, you we go, we're only just science led. Yeah, you can be science led but unless you've got the experience backing back up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tie you, you know, your you, your horse to that car. And vice versa, you know, it's, you know, um, telling your, you know, telling your things to just experience, being like a gym, where you go, well, I met this really big guy, he told me the rest, or, you know, so it doesn't mean it's good. So, I this is why a coach is important, because, you know, your coach should have both experience
0: and knowledge. Yeah. Okay. I think it's also in this new sort of era of online coaching, for coaches to just start creating programs and they don't have that experience, like I've just been seeing that quite rampant here. Like um you know like for pre and postnatal coaching, like they've like just got qualified and then suddenly they've put out a whole programme. You're like did you even train someone who's pregnant? Mm-hmm. Um you know I've I've been qualified for a couple of years. There's no way I would feel like I'm I'm you know I'm qualified to put out a program on that. Um, and it can be, you know, the same for anything, like, gave your like, online coaching is great, but I still think you need that experience first, like training actual people, uh, before you go out and, uh, start sort of putting programs out there. Yeah. Exactly. True. And, you know,
1: uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's really super, like, nice. the other thing that's annoying me at the moment in the fitness industry is cheap meals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's become especially in bodybuilding it's become like oh yeah I'm going to prep got to have a cheat meal on prep
0: which you know, Yeah. not there's a difference between a cheat meal
1: and a refeed and like when I talk to my clients I actually keep nearly in everyone's refeed days in because I like to go a little bit lower and have a couple of high carb days just good glycogen go and keep the hormones in good place before it adds type glycogen Now what as I say to them is you should be having much the same food, but you digest well and eat well doesn't cause inflammation for your refeed to get those extra carbs in there doesn't mean go out and And go mental. Like and I I say this to people, it's like yeah, you put yeah, you you can even put a refeed day in. But you shouldn't be obsessing about it all week. It's not that type of it's not like skip loading where all week you're really low and you eat like a sort of disgusting creature on a Sunday. <laughs> like, you know, you wait till the clock strikes midnight and you yeah. a box of donuts and then go to sleep and wake up again. You know, it shouldn't be that because the actual effect on the body isn't particularly healthy. You know, in bodybuilding, you may look a bit better but some extra glycogen or you got, you know, like, uh, triglycerides in your muscles. But the reality is the effect on your blood pressure and heart rate and, you know, digestion and everything else can be quite extreme from having suddenly this massive surge of salts, sugars, and fats. You know, it's, it's hard for the body to, to handle it. can cause inflammation. It can cause the body to be quite stressed. Unlike if you are, hey, just throw some extra potatoes in or some extra rice in your meal, you know, that is a healthier way of doing it. And the problem is, whatever happens in bodybuilding rolls over to general everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> down the road. You know, and it's because of, like, you know, men's physique, classic competitors, bikini, that sort of thing then gets picked up by quite a broad audience. And before you know that, you know, you're, like, training, coaching someone who... I'm going a couple of weeks, and they're like, "Oh, can I have a, a cheat day?" It's like, "What?" what, what? <laughs> you know, you can have bring your macros any meal you want, and I'll tell you how to do it. was like, if you want to go have burger and fries, go have burger and fries. Then we got to look at what rest of your macros are going to look like. Yeah. Fit that in, which is fine. And like, you know, you can have anything you want. There shouldn't be this mentality of, "Oh, yeah." a must-have ice cream yeah, let's try and squeeze ice cream in it's like once in a while, great, you know you should be able to not stress about it and that is why I prefer macros-led approach because, hey, you can make things fit if it fits your macros within a reason yeah, not every day not all the time you know. but maybe once a week have a good meal couple of drinks with your friends but The knock-on effect is you do have to then recalculate that because there is a whole net macros in, macros out thing across the week. So, yes, when you are 300-odd pounds of quite lean muscle like a lot of the top bodybuilders are, (laughs) you can pretty much eat what you want, and it's not going to have a huge impact because you're already on 7,000, 6,000, 7,000 calories a day glycogen like levels are fine you're burning your metabolism fine because you're moving so much muscle just living when you are 160 pounds 150 pounds or less or whatever it may be having a burger and fries the same size of portion like this 300 pound guy's is having <laughs> it, but the effects on your body are going to be a lot more different severe. Yeah. but like people just think in their mind they must have a cheap dinner it's not cheap meal, so we feed or just a meal. Just have a normal meal.
2: Yeah. And
1: then just you know, have some chicken and salad for your lunch instead and you know, have protein high protein breakfast, and move all your fat calves to your evening meal so you can enjoy it a little bit. You know, it's not it's not our concept, but people think Yeah, you know, we must cheat and that look they focus on it all week. So as they're waking up, they're like, "Oh, I'll get pancakes and make some cereal bars and you know, do this." And the protein levels for the day are like ten grams of protein, but, <laughs> but yeah, a kilo
0: of carbohydrates and fats, you know. Yeah, and so. it just fosters such an unhealthy mindset. And yeah. you know, the same like when people think about, "Oh, I'm getting into fitness," ooh, now cheat I have my cheat, cheat meal. meal. It's 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 just like, no, it really does not work like that. And just you know, again, having a basic understanding you know of nutrition and like you were saying Andy that it's you know if it's actually a refeed and the point of a refeed is yeah you're eating the same kinds of foods um but but also just you know flexible dieting and like that's the job of the coach to see you know like your mental state around tracking and dieting and all of that like you know tracking macros is not for everyone um And, you know, if you like you said, if you are someone who's just fixated on this cheat meal, you know, there's other sort of issues that you need to address. But, uh, yeah, if you've got a coach that is, um, yeah, all about the cheat meals, then I would get a new coach.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and the thing, I mean, that ties into nothing, which is a whole, and it's just a general thing that annoys me, but I still see a lot of fitness influencers posting that, is... I've eaten this over the weekend, now I must be doing the cardio, you've got to earn your oh, food, geez. that way, it, oh, man. and it drives me mad, it's right. like, what, you know, it's like, oh, I'm illyntical, <laughs> I'm working off, you know, the, the, so, so I can eat what I want on the weekend, or I've just
2: had this, you know, it doesn't
1: work matter, stop, you know, I'm train a bad diet with you, you
2: know, teacher. Yeah, yeah the amount of times I've just closed Instagram because of that. Oh geez, I, I, <laughs> it's I still see it so like bad.
1: every day,
2: yeah. It's like,
1: so bad. People posting it, it's like, Ugh. it's like, oh, I'm don't punish yourself for I was fall, like, <laughs> falling off, fall off diet as a diet. back to it, you know, we're doing an hour's cardio to make up,
2: it's like, yeah. It's like I was tired, so I was tired and stressed, so I ate a burger or fries. So today, I'm not. I'm I'm feeling sad I'm going to do three hours of training it's like you just you miss the whole point it's it's not because it's why I did uh, stories the other day on you know just this a bad workout is better than no workout I guess it depends on it depends on a lot but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like a punishment like that like if, if if you can rest or just take a break, be in a better state of mind and do it tomorrow. Do Sometimes
1: it. a bad workout is more detrimental yeah. than just having a rest day.
2: Yeah. It Maybe is.
1: You're, you had a bad workout, yeah, you weren't feeling like a workout because your actual CNS is destroyed. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day about well, people who train with Tom Hmm. And Jim was training we said, we made it through, it was fine, but then we couldn't sleep at night for the next <laughs> two days.
2: And it's because that leg day. You know, it's the way Tom Plats would train is,
1: he would do it by feeling, if he could push even the weight an inch, he would just keep trying to push it an inch.
0: Yeah.
1: How many reps, like partial reps. And his sessions could last three hours. But the effect on the body, you know, not sleeping, not digesting your food properly for the next three days, is actually way more detrimental than, in fact... You know, if Tom Platts had scaled back his own training, he probably would have done even better. He was an amazing bodybuilder as well, but he could have done even better. But also, he's also could be a genetic anomaly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy's training with him, however, not so much. You know, I mean, it's this thing, if people see these like blood and guts videos and stuff and go out and do it and you know, they want to do it, don't realise that CNS gets right, and you can't keep going yeah. balls to the wall, you know, and you know, sometimes. When you don't feel like training, the best thing to do is take a day off training. Yeah, that.
2: you know,
1: that's why I pre program the D load weeks into my program so And I always say, if you feel really beat up, have that week off. Don't even do a light D load, just have a week off. Do as little as much as you want within the week because actually, if you're feeling beat up by the time you get to D load, you probably just need a complete mess. Yeah. If you reach <laughs> D load and you're not feeling beat up, that's the best time to D load
0: exactly and again like just so many coaches don't know that and you know you can get resistance from clients because they've never done that before they don't understand what it's for and that they're not going to lose all their gains um but it, it is so important and I think just yeah just the whole the whole language and kind of atmosphere around fitness is always to push things you know punishment uh, you no, know, no, days no it, and it really is. I mean, it is changing and people are trying to change mm-hmm. it, but still, like, I've never gone into a gym where the motto is not something along those lines, ever. And, you know, n- rarely do you see people, like, encouraging, yeah, recovery or, like, you know, t- you know, talking more about, you know, deloads and why you should take them and, you know, how truly recovery is, it really is key. And, again, like, the differences you know, between, you know, men and women, you know, physiologically, hormones, things like that. And yeah, I mean, if you get a coach who's just, who doesn't really know what they're about, where you're kind of doing these challenges, it can really run you into the ground and like set you back. It really, really can. And, you know, whilst, yeah, someone's saying, oh, yeah, we've got six to nine months, you know, and maybe then you'll be ready for your fat loss phase, doesn't sound nearly as good as someone who's promising you, you know, abs in 12 weeks, 20 days, 24 days, um, you know, it's, it's always good to just, you know, as we've said before, when looking for a good coach, coach, look for qualifications, um, you know, look for testimonials, not necessary pictures, you know, look, yeah, and you for yourself, look, look long term, because then you can generally escape, you know, the, the, Seductive marketing of all these, all these things that are, yes, get 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 us riled up.
2: <laughs> mm, it's true. Don't fall for the challenges.
0: Yeah. Well, we're just keeping this episode short and sweet. Um, those are our main ones. Um, although there's always one that crops up each week.
2: Oh yeah, somewhere.
0: <laughs> somewhere, I'm somehow. Sure, we'll
2: see it just uh, ten minutes from here when you're. Checking your favorite coach, and then whoop, there we go. Right yeah, on his feel,
1: feel free for people listening to let us know what new and crazy things they've seen that they may want us to talk about. Yeah, you know, these fads, because I'm always interested. And you know, outside of us moaning about this, the education of what to do instead of doing that, you know, which you can learn from.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no, we're always interested to hear, because, like, yeah, some of the things we don't even hear about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they come out, and you're like, oh, wow, I'd never even knew that was a thing. Um, Bers, thanks for listening to us rant about those, and hopefully, yeah, again, like, whatever they say, stay woke, you know, for you as the client also have a responsibility for what you do, Um, and... I would say just to end this off like another big pet peeve is just seeing the most amazing coaches like with a few thousand followers and they're just, you know, they have they have it all and they're wonderful and then you just see someone who's got a great banging body who's got millions of followers and it's just yeah, it can be really grating. Um but I always think like the good people know you And, you know, as coaches, if you are frustrated, like you carry on putting out your message because then you attract the kind of client that you want to work with as well. Indeed. All right. Well, we'll see everyone in the final episode of our season eight, um, hopefully next week.